Here we go with the John Curley Sherry Ellicker Show. You can write to us at MyNorthwest.com. Come on in. The Muckleshoot Casino Resort. Text line one 973 Heading home. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stories to get you in the know. Can we get them all? Yes or no? Andrew? I think so. Yes, that's the spirit. Now we get it Stuff's been happening since you've been at work here. Uh, those stories. Ah, boss. Stuff's been happening. Here's my computer. Here's my computer. Nope. Not working. Nope. 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 All right. Um, let's get some computers at work. Hang on. Let's see. This one goes there. I'm really bad with computers, but... You want me to come over there this and help This thing you? sucks. No, hit what's the buzz. There you go. And um, there we go. <laughs> I think the moment's lost. It's more of a buzz kill. Yeah. Alrighty. 25 states with Republican governors have signed a letter in support of Governor Greg Abbott. Over the border crisis. It is a crisis. 12,500 illegal immigrants entering the United States every single day. More than 8 million, 8.3 million have come in since the Biden administration has been in there. That is four Nebraskas. Four Nebraskas. Like, oh, wow. I never thought of Nebraska. But there you go. So that's how many people have snuck in. We have no idea who they are. And um, the governor said, you're going to put razor wire in. That'll stop people from coming. It's nasty stuff. It's all unwound. It's all there. Stops people from coming in. The um, Fifth Circuit Court said, yeah, you can do it. And then the Biden administration said, no, you can't. We're going to come down there and cut the razor wire. So they're cutting the razor wire, opening it back up again so that you can allow more people to pour in across the southern border and to put a tremendous strain on everyone in the United States. So here we are now. Other governors have signed on. And what are they asking the Biden administration to do, Sherry? Well, here's what they said in the letter. We stand in solidarity with our fellow governor, Greg Abbott, Mm -hmm. in the state of Texas and utilizing every tool and strategy, including razor wire fences, to secure the border. Ah. Because the Biden administration has abdicated its constitutional compact duties to the states, Texas has every legal justification to uh, protect the sovereignty of our states and our nation. Every governor, every Republican governor in the country signed except for Vermont. Really? Mm-hmm. Vermont not wanting to be involved. Yeah. Uh, Phil Scott did not sign it. Well, uh, ship some illegal immigrants up there to Vermont, and they might uh, change their tune a little bit. And now what's happening is the um, peaceful convoy is on the way. Oh, no. Oh, no. Excellent. That's good news to me. Well, I don't know about you, because it says here a peaceful convoy of truckers, possibly as many as 700,000. We'll be heading to the Texas border on Monday to force the Biden administration to take action. How does how huh? what how does the how do truckers do? Is there sound on this one as well? There it is right there. Hang on. Got it. Let's talk about this trucker convoy. You brought this up just a moment ago. So this is called Take Our Border Back. 
It kicks off Monday. So you've got multiple starts. You've got trucks leaving from Virginia Beach that are going to go through Texas, Arizona, California. On the website, it describes the event as a peaceful assembly, encouraging all freedom-loving and law-abiding Americans to attend. I saw that you posted on X to raise awareness about that. You obviously just mentioned it a moment ago. I understand that you're going to be speaking once they get to Eagle Pass. Uh, I also see that you know that it's going to go through Yuma. It's going to go to San Ysidro, California as well. Uh, 700,000 vehicles? That's the prediction here. How do you keep that, well, peaceful and on track? That's a lot of trucks. Well, the people that have organized this are the same people that went to California to D.C. with the truckers. Uh, I understand we're going to be joined by Canadian truckers. So these people uh, are committed to a peaceful demonstration that we've had enough. The American people have had enough. We're demanding that the Biden administration do its job, enforce the laws on the books, uh, and secure our border. Eight million people during the Biden administration, uh, that's more than the population of Ohio. Uh, this is the time for us to rise up as the American people and demand that our president do his job. I, I, I got to tell you something. I don't know if this necessarily gets covered the way. Well, it'll probably the media will cover it the same way they covered the trucker convention that was happening in Ottawa a couple of years ago when they were locking down um, Canada. The congressman himself was asked if he's concerned if there's going to be some bad actors Congressman, in there. I love the fact that people are standing up and using their voices peacefully. But we know that bad actors in the past have co-opted these types of events and done everything they can to make the peace-loving Americans look bad. Are you concerned that there might be some sort of co-opting of this convoy? Uh, that's always a, a, a probability. But you learn as you do these events. So they now know that that might have been in the past. So they've got measures in place to make sure that does not happen. Uh, and I, I am hopeful that that will not happen because uh, this should be a peaceful movement of the American people joined by other uh, nations if they want to come. This is the Canadian farmers, uh, truckers. This is the German farmers. This is the French farmers. This is the Dutch farmers. This is a movement well beyond the United States that people are simply tired of the overreach of their federal governments. And we're pushing back. Now is the time. I saw um, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana two days ago, I guess it was. Oh, yesterday. He says Louisianans pay an additional $4,613 per illegal immigrant. That's about $604 million per year in additional state taxes because of illegal immigration. You can't have 8 million people come into the country and not have it cost. So in New York, kids were supposed to go to school. They were told, no, you can't go to school. Go home today and learn virtually, which is an oxymoron, um, because we need your school because we have all these illegal immigrants have come in. Right. I watched last night because I just want to see other countries and how they treat people and how they treat borders. I watched this video of this guy getting stopped in Canada at the airport coming into Vancouver. And you know what they found in his bag, Sherry? Mm. Bacon bits. Oh, and they, I love he this. didn't, I so do I. <laughs> you know, at first you think, really? There's going to be that good? They're in that little I bag. So There's... good. <laughs> you are such an odd person. <laughs> no, your, no, your enthusiasm for like, oh, donuts. 
Oh. I do love donuts. See, that's what I'm saying. Oh, bacon bits. You're like, whoa, come out of your uh, chair. Yeah. So the guy had like bacon bits. And they find the guy. The guy's like, sir, you didn't claim the, this food. You can't bring this. Yeah, I forgot about that. I like it. I like them on my salads and stuff. Yeah. Well, you didn't claim that. So we're going to have to ask you to wait. So he's waiting. They got him like waiting in this room for like two hours as they go through the rest of his bag. And then, like, we're not going to sure we're going to let you in or not. And then DUI. By the way, ever try crossing the border with a DUI in the state of from going from the United States into Canada? I mean, they check you for everything. If they have any reason to suspect anything, they take your car, push your car off the site, and then they put it underneath just like a regular, like, Jeffy Lube kind of thing, jack it up, go through the entire car. It could take, like, two hours as they look around, something in the car that might tell them that you may have some sort of contraband. They caught this woman bringing marijuana in, like a small part of marijuana she had. I don't know how much she had. It was under like three grams or something like that. They, she signs this thing and they say, you never let, you can't come back in again for like like three years or something. Th- that, that country, that's Canada stopping Americans from coming into Canada. We don't have a border. You can have 12,000 people come across every single day. And we don't know who these people are. The FBI has this list of these people, these high interest individuals, wherever they're called. They've caught more of them in one year than in four years prior to Biden. There are people coming in from Syria and Iran and China. The ISIS, a number of members of the ISIS had come through. They caught a few of them. These are people that hate us. As John Kennedy was saying on the House, uh, the floor of the Senate, they want to drink our blood out of boots. They hate us, and they're coming into the country because they can. But in Canada, a bag of bacon bits will get you at least reprimanded, and they'll take away your bacon bits, Sherry, and maybe not let you into the country. Because that's the way Canada wants to stop you from bringing guns and something else into their country, to protect their country. You're talking about two different border crossings, illegal border crossings and legal border crossings. You can get into Canada with guns and bacon bits if you just go through the wilderness in Montana. Mm -hmm, You you can. Yeah, there's nobody going to stop you. Right. Where's the border? I think there's four legal border crossings in the United States down in that southern border. I think there's three or four that you go through, but they don't go through any of those because right. no one wants to go process that way. Come in, catch and release. They just let you go and come back in four years for your trial. Come in and go. So what Kennedy was saying, why don't we do this? Of first country um, where you are not being persecuted. So you wait there. So wait in Mexico. If you waited in Mexico for the processing, of, it would take two or three years possibly or longer for you to come into the country, but they don't want to do that to just let them pour into the country. That, that's, the, that's the problem, and nobody wants to do anything about right. it. I don't think it's going to be so great that a bunch of truckers go down there. Because yeah, the media is going to – it's not going to work out well. Because the media is going to run around and look for somebody with a, a Confederate flag or you know MAGA hats or whatever. And it's, now it's going to be used as uh, white supremacists, domestic terrorists coming down to the border because it's going to be a form of uh, racists and xenophobes and all this other stuff. I mean, it's – this will not play well in the media. You're playing right into their hands. So the other issue is the Biden administration gave them until today to let the Border Patrol come in and cut that that uh, razor wire and all of that stuff. So the conflict could be between, you know, the Border Patrol agents who've been given orders and then the other people that are not letting them in. I mean, that could be a problem. Did you say there was 700 trucks or seven? How many trucks are they expecting? Um, he said, he said, uh, uh, self, uh, Congressman Self said 700,000. 
that's not possible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, come Seems on. Like, How many? 700,000? <laughs> I mean, that, that's Wait like... Wait a minute. Did he say that? He did. No. Okay. Yeah, Hold I on. That. I Let's talk about whole... this trucker con... Sure, you still like bacon bits? I love bacon bits. Boy, you brought this up just a moment ago. <laughs> so this is called Take Our Border Back. Yeah. It kicks off Monday. So you've got multiple starts. You've got trucks leaving from Virginia Beach yeah, okay, that are going to go okay, through Texas, Arizona, okay, California. Okay. On the website, it describes the event as, event as a peaceful assembly, encouraging all freedom-loving and law-abiding Americans to attend. I saw that you posted on X yeah. to raise awareness mm-hmm. about that. You obviously just mentioned it a moment ago. I understand that you're going to be speaking once they get yeah. to Eagle Pass. Uh, I also see that you know that it's going to go through Yuma. It's going to go to San Ysidro, California as well. Uh, 700,000 that- vehicles? That's the prediction here. How do you keep that well peaceful <laughs> who cares what about peaceful how are you doing? gonna where, where's the land i mean it's like the whole state of texas how are they gonna do that what, did, what, what are these truckers doing they're all independently wealthy you hang around down on the border this again guys all seven hundred thousand of you i know you're <laughs> listening you know get the c cw mccall we got a little convoy find that song andrew please Former mayor of Uray, Colorado, with the number one hit, Convoy. Don't go down there, guys, because this is this not going to do anything other than give them the ammunition, them being the media and Democrats, that they need in order to say, well, this is why the FBI and the DOJ um, need to constantly be uh, watching out for you, you domestic terrorists you are. Come on now. Come on, Sherry. I know. I'm not quite sure that the protest is going to accomplish anything. No. If anything, it's uh, it's a bunch of truckers, and they'll get blamed. And but I guess if 700,000 of them. Here they come, Sherry. With a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. Yeah. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. My brother and I bought a CB radio um, at a garage sale and went on there as Breaker Breaker 1-9, Breaker Breaker, what's your 20, Breaker Breaker? And- <laughs> and this trucker got on and said, Hey, stop, stop messing around on that C- CB. Yeah, stop well, messing around. <laughs> breaker, 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 one nine. Give me your 20. Uh, 10A26. Give me a 10A26 breaker. It's funny. You wouldn't expect anybody in a convoy to be singing with that sort of, that, that kind of lightness. <laughs> yeah. Well, do they, they don't still have CB radios, right? Everybody's got a cell phone. Some of us still do, Sherry Breaker Breaker. <laughs> we got bears in the air. You know what they ended up doing? They uh, bro- broke right through the the the, uh, the gate at the end. They went uh, going 98. They break right through. There was like a, something at the end of the thing, and they just busted right on through. I don't know why they did that. Why do they have a convoy? I don't even know why they even had a convoy. But they busted well, right through the thing. I don't even know thing. what you're what you're talking about. What convoy? Yeah. <laughs> this is like a convoy. They're calling for a convoy. That I'm trying to. But but wait wait. You said somebody busted through a gate. That's Where? at the end of the song. 
Oh, at the end of the song. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Didn't have my psychic hat on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, the, the show's working on many, many levels yeah. right now. Okay. Many levels. Right. But, okay. What are you going to have for dinner tonight, Sherry? Bacon bits. Huh? Bacon bits. I love bacon and, bits. All right, and me. donuts. Forget it. Uh, Five thirty. The Know It All quiz is going to be happening. If you ever want to get in on the world of radio, and as Sherry will attest to, it is exciting. Break into the world of showbiz by simply getting onto the air with us, playing the Know It All quiz. Text Joe one interesting fact about yourself. I love donuts so much. Okay. One triple eight nine seven three five. That's a fact. Five four. Seven six. One. I'll eat any kind of cupcake. Yeah, thank you, Sherry. Yeah. Hold on, we're on the air right now. One triple eight nine. Popcorn balls. They're the worst. Alrighty. Eight triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Sherry seems hungry. Teeny, give Sherry something to eat. What do you got over there? All right. Potato. A potato, Sherry. No thanks. Um, I saw this story. I, just a little quick thing. You watch Law and Order SVU? You watch that show? I mean, I, I don't, uh, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I have, but it's it's too phony. Would you and rather would... watch that show or eat uh, bacon bits? Oh, bacon bits, hands down. Okay. What I used to hate about it was that they do these, way back when, I don't think they do it anymore, it called Rip from the Headlines. Yes. And they just rip off a headline, rip off a, a story, and write around it. It's like, can't you come up with an original script? They just take these stories and rip them off and write you know similar things and they got the plot right there because it happened in real life it was like you think that's on. lazy on their part or do you yes. think, wow look at this it's like wow it just it's it that really happened no i think it's lazy okay well, i didn't expect you to go off on any of that that was a capital l on that <laughs> lazy <Jeez>. okay <laughs> listen as a true crime person yeah, i know true. I am a connoisseur of of crime stories, and yeah. I just I don't particularly like what they do. It's too cheesy. I love Olivia Benson. I love her. I think she's fantastic. Okay. I, oh, I had a huge crush on um, what's the guy? The bald guy that's really really ripped. Really strong guy. Yeah. Okay. We're not really. That's not really about <laughs> you and Maloney. You and all your hormones yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. hey, hey! I got a story I'm trying to get all to right, here. Go ahead. Go ahead. She whiz. Okay. Take a cold shower, Sherry. <laughs> just, don't ask me to choose between him okay, or bacon and Mr. Bits. Morrison. Can no, Mr. Stop? Mike, Keith Morrison. Okay, go. Stop trying to get to a story. Go. I love bacon bits. Okay. Okay, go. So I see this clip. I'm watching. I saw this clip from Law & Order. And they what they do is their writers are very political. And their writers love to take shots. And their writers write stuff in there that just simply is not true. And what happens is when people watch it, it reinforces things that are not true. You hear all the time, especially locally, when they pass laws, they talk about how this law des- has an uh, uh, impact upon minority communities and is not fair. And the judicial system is not fair. And they don't get a fair shake. And more black men than white men go to prison. And the longer than I mean. And so then there's this one, an individual, I forget the guy's name, top of my head decided to do a study and look at those numbers to find out if this is true. 
because it would be nice if somebody actually had some facts. So here's the little scene from Law and Order, this special victims unit. So this woman got raped, um, and the guy that raped her is black, and I guess this is a prosecutor, and they're having this discussion, and they don't want this guy to go to trial. How are you holding up? Uh, not great. I was up all night with Natalie issues. Inconsolable. That's understandable. Look, when a person goes through a trauma like that, um, it can end up in a very vulnerable state. Yeah, I'm listening about that. Okay, then what? We're acutely aware of the systemic inequities that exist within the criminal justice system. We're acutely so, aware, right? So this is, here's the line. We're acutely aware of the systemic inequities that exist within the criminal justice system. Are you really acutely aware from what? From facts or just when something somebody told you? You mean for people like Jay? Yeah. Our concern is that he might not receive a fair trial. Based on what? Based on facts? Well, I can't deny that there's a history of racial bias. It's certainly not a perfect system. How do you do this every day? Okay, then blah, 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 blah. So I wanted to see, is that true? Statistically speaking, is that true? Those numbers, is that true? We talk about where we are. We have more crimes than anyone else. Yeah, we do. We have 5% of the population with 25% more of our people, uh, higher uh, imprisonment in the United States. Yes, but it's really interesting because in certain countries, you actually spend more time in prison for various crimes. For instance, murder one, you will, 14% of those in Germany will be given a life sentence. It's only 9% in the United States. If you commit a crime in the UK with a gun, it's automatically five years. On most cases, you'll serve one. In the United States, actually, uh, a crime using a gun, you that's normally thrown out or might, got, might not get prosecuted for it. So we're sort of lenient in that way. But then you say, well, we have more people than we have in some other countries. So you look at statistically speaking, yes, we do have a lot of people in prison, true, but we also have a very small percentage of the total population that's committing these crimes. It's only really about 1% of the total population committing crimes. So then I wanted to see whether or not I looked up the numbers from the National Academy of Sciences, which is not politically to the right. It's kind of more to the left than anything else. And this guy has written this book, is looks at the numbers, just simply across the board, the numbers. Is there bias? So this is a non-biased study looking at the sentencing between a white defendant and a black defendant. We often hear that there are racial disparities in incarceration where black men receive more prison time than white men. And that's true at a top level, which is to say that if you don't control for any other factors. But once you look at the criminal histories of the offenders in question, the crime committed, the severity of the crime committed, the age of the offenders, the racial disparities in sentencing shrink to almost nothing, which I think leads us to the same conclusion that was drawn by the National Academy of Sciences, which is far from a right-wing outfit in a 2014 meta-analysis of the literature on disparities in incarceration. And I'm going to quote that analysis verbatim here for a second because I think it's important. They find, quote, racial bias and discrimination are not the primary causes of disparities in sentencing decisions or rates of imprisonment. Overall, when statistical controls are used to take account of offense characteristics, prior criminal records, and personal characteristics, black defendants are on average sentenced somewhat but not substantially more severely than whites. Now, 
what somewhat looks like is it looks like is really just a, a matter of weeks, which would be a very strange way um, for judges to kind of manifest their racial animus. So it's like it always feels sort of Sisyphean, Sisyphus, pushing the rock up the hill. That when you give people facts about what really is the case in our society regarding whatever you know topic you want to get on, you can then argue your position as to how you feel about the facts. But once the fact is there, that's the fact. A fact, a thousand people are shot and killed every year by police. That's a fact. Number of people killed by police has come down um, dramatically. In New York City in 1973 or 74, 295 people were shot. A hundred people died at the hands of police officers in New York City in the early 70s. I think it's down to 10 shot. So, I mean, this this idea of like, the police are out just murdering all these people or that you can't get a good trial, but it works well for TV shows. But unfortunately, those TV shows, when they rip from the headlines, everybody just assumes if you just repeat the lie over and over and over again, it gets into the mainstream as a fact. And then when you actually have to have an argument with somebody or discuss something with them, they're coming at you with a bag of feelings or a bag of I don't know what it is, propaganda from different places as opposed to a fact. And that's always the struggle when you try to have a discussion with somebody when they're coming at it with how they feel or, quote unquote, their truth or their own lived experience. Right. It becomes a game of telephone, too. Each person that repeats it, they add their own version of it or they exaggerate it somewhat or whatever. And then. It, people just accept that as uh, you know on its face. I'd seen this. It, I'm halfway through this book. Listen to this statistic. You ready? In this one area in Chicago, the homicide rate is 61 per hundred thousand. Hmm. In the rest of Chicago, outside of that area, it was two per hundred thousand, and the national average is five per hundred thousand. 61 per 100,000 murder. I mean, just like that. If that's happening in those neighborhoods, those are lives lost. But people don't look at that because it doesn't, that, that's, that, there's nothing they could do about that. So they politicize it with a bunch of other stuff that don't involve facts. But you wanted to talk about bacon bits. No, just, and, and getting all crazy, hot, and bothered with that guy from bits. Law and Order. All right. Alrighty. Sherry, you ready? What's yeah. the bus? What's the bus? You know, crime is bad when um, somebody steals an Amish family's horse and buggy from the Walmart parking lot, Sherry. This happened, and apparently the stolen horse and buggy crashed. <laughs> they didn't actually cry. Can we just put that in there? Yeah, I was just predicting what might happen. But I didn't read the joke ahead of time. I'm heading into it like it wasn't a joke. Pre-read. Pre-read. Like Sherry doesn't pre-read the quiz either. Yeah, so they stole the horse and buggy. I assume at this point no one has found the horse and buggy, right? No, not true. No, it's a happy ending. Maybe I should have pre-read. 
Yeah, uh, they were at a Walmart parking lot, and a trucker, not one of the 700,000, I guess, <laughs> headed to Texas, happened to spot this woman over by the horse and buggy. And they he called the police, gave a description, and they found her about two miles away. And she was, I guess, still in the horse and buggy and it doesn't go very fast. So it's like not that tough to catch. Um, but it has the, that particular town in Michigan has the sixth largest Amish population in the country. So horse and buggies at the Walmart aren't like a really rare thing. Right. And you tie him up and you go in and then you come back out and your horse and buggy's gone. Um, what that lady thinks she's going to... She had to be drunk. There's no no other reason. Like, oh, there's a horse. I'm going to get behind the... Get the horse, get in the buggy, and then whoops, take off with the horse and buggy? Like, we're well, going to get the thing, bring it home? Like, what's that? Oh, uh, yeah, I got it at Walmart. I mean... The person well, had to be inebriated have, or something, don't, right? Don't you have to have a little training to engineer a horse and buggy? I mean, I don't think the horse knows where it's going, so how are you going to direct it? I think the... No, I don't think there's a lot to it. You get in there, you do the... And then you snap the reins, and then the horse just goes, and you can move right and left, and eh, it's not that hard. It's not like it's got a clutch and a... Well, no, huh? But if you're drunk, I mean... I'm just I assuming. Know. I don't want to disparage this woman. Okay, all right. I, I don't want to don't say know. bad about her. Having lived in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where I, the Amish family lived like about two miles away, they weren't allowed to have electricity, but it didn't stop them from coming over and borrowing my electricity. The guy had this huge, gigantic spool of electric uh, extension cords, and he would come over, and I go, you want to need? Oh, sure. And then he would... All right, and he'd plug into the wall at right outside this little apartment we had, my little condo I was renting, and then he would unspool this thing all the way across the field, Sherry. Plug it in. <laughs> Did he have a blue door? <laughs> the blue, I think, is the, your, if you're a bachelor. Is that it? I don't know. I, I went through Amish country in Pennsylvania once, and everybody had a blue door. A blue doors in Ireland, uh, that's a bachelor farmer if the door is blue. I don't know if it's a, uh, the, the Amish doors? Yeah, I don't know. I have to look that one up. There you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really straightened it out for everybody. Yeah, we really wow. answered that question. Oh. Now Can everybody I, knows. Huh? Please replay that. I, I've learned so much. Uh. <laughs> The blue door. Uh, no, uh, Nate's got traffic. 